Yes, Radio. 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 I mean, this is the, the, the crunch question for anyone who's interested in, in independence is, can we afford it? And the answer, yes or no, can we afford independence, John Ball? Well, the simple answer is no. Right. But those who support independence may say, well, hang on a second, I thought you'd say yes. Let's begin the argument. Okay. No country in the world, no country in the world pays its way. Right. So let's be realistic about this to begin with. No country in this, in, in, in this world pays its way. The difference is how much can we contribute as an independent sovereign state? And the answer then is yes, because we will be contributing properly in terms of what we produce and the tax we take and the work we do. We will then be able to build an economy which will be relatively, relative to the rest of Europe, we will certainly be far better off. But I do worry about this idea that all countries somehow pay the bills. They don't. Right. So what's the UK's debt at the moment? (laughs) <laughs> How many noughts can you count exactly. to, Sean? How many trillions? Yeah, it's, Three uh, trillion? This is, this is the thing. There are, there are two issues here. First is the budget deficit. That is the amount of money borrowed each year to pay the bills. Right. Um, we'll have to wait till April for the final amount, but it's kicking around £65 billion at this moment in time, right. which equates to about... I say equate. It's not of. People talk about being of GDP. It's yeah. not. It equates to about 5 6% of UK GDP. Yeah. The overall national debt, that's the amount of money that the UK owns the world, is currently £1.8 trillion. Oh, pounds. And for those of you who can count, dear friends, <laughs> that's 12 noughts. That's just how well off the UK is. Oh, and by the way, um, I heard the earlier broadcast about uh, comedy and satire. Um, um, by the way, we are the fourth richest economy in the world, if you believe in fantasy. <laughs> right, okay. That's the UK. So you, well, oh, yeah, the UK, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, make that clear. So the point you're making, John Ball, is every country has got some kind of debt. Uh, this is not something to be afraid. This not, wouldn't be unique to independent Wales. But what the independence gives Wales is the, 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 the vehicle, the tools to make uh, interdependence work for us. Oh, absolutely. I think I'm going to be realistic. The... The thing that bothers me right. is that since the report by the Governance Centre at Cardiff two years ago, it's the headlines that are making the, 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 well, the headlines that are making the headlines. This idea that somehow there's a 25% gap, uh, that somehow we're terribly poor, we'll never make this up. Until you start looking at the figures. Yeah. And I think once you start looking at the figures, it's a different ballgame. Right. So because this is the, the way argument. the figures were allocated, no, bear, with yeah. me for, bear with me yeah. for a second. I did a quick calculation. I'd spent this afternoon, instead of uh, watching the, the replays of yesterday's rugby, I decided to look at a few figures, and it makes some really fascinating reading. The figures allocated by the Governance Centre, for example, they've allocated £2 billion, £2 billion for defence. Yeah. Now, that's great, because that means we own one-third of an aircraft carrier. <laughs> right. you know, that's brilliant. I mean, why not have a third of an aircraft carrier? 
£2 billion out of a budget of 28 is a lot of money. There's a £4 billion technical adjustment. Now, every account that I've ever known, I hope there's no accountants here this afternoon, mm-hmm. every account that I've ever known makes some kind of adjustment to make a thing balance. To make the accounts balance for the government centre, they've thrown in This is the Welsh government centre. This is the government centre of Cardiff. Yeah. They've thrown in £4 billion to balance the books. Yeah. Um, there, there are any number, I'm very careful on words here because these are estimates, and yeah. with due respect to my colleagues, these are estimates. Let's go down, let's go, let's go down the road a little further. With the exception of income tax, for which there are separate Welsh data, there are no Welsh data for anything else. So the VAT, for example, is a wild guess as to how much VAT is being taken in Wales because of the way it's recorded. Now, those of our listeners who will be out busy shopping for Jimmy, Johnny and Sean this afternoon, <laughs> buying toys from Toys R Us or from Smith's or a washing machine from Aeon, all those VAT payments will be counted for the UK as a whole. Yeah. But all indeed for England, because their registered offices are in England, so that will not be counted for Wales. So the input figures are extremely questionable, yeah. and indeed, I feel like, are the output figures. Yeah, so what you're saying is the, the figures were given by the media very often just doesn't take into account what is actually spent in Wales and raised in Wales because it's actually the head office is in, in England Oh, absolutely. The, the, after, after income tax, which is easy to record, yeah. the interesting thing about income tax is it also reflects the state of the economy. Yeah. Um, income tax take, according to the government sector in Wales, is about 19% of the public sector collection, if you like. Right. It's 26% in the rest of the UK. Yeah. Now, that says something about the status of on, indeed salaries and wages yeah. in the UK. And indeed, the economists have suggested that anything up to 40% of those in work, in fairness, in the UK as a whole, yeah. do not pay income tax, which reflects on the economy in Wales. Yeah. So there are all sorts of holes in this. Corporation tax is a mere guess. Corporation tax is about 4%, according to the government centre, taken in Wales. In the UK, it's 9%. Why? Because of external ownership of businesses. Yeah. So, so the point I'm making is that once you start dissecting these figures, it's not a headline, Wales is broke. Yeah. Yes, we might well have to go and borrow money from the market in an event of Wales, show me a country that doesn't. Yeah. But this idea that we are somehow poverty-stricken and broke and living our people is simply not the case. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's a very important point to, to get across. So, saying now that we got independence on this year, whatever, very soon, uh, what would you say is the kind of ways which we could build the Welsh economy, strengthen the Welsh economy, get work, make sure we got enough money to spend on stuff we need? I think my, I've, I've. Oh, how would you balance? You know, balance yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a great one. We're, we're, first of all, let's take the tax take. Let's, yeah. let's go back and then come, I'll answer your question. There are serious holes in the area we could take tax. Let's put personal taxation aside for the moment. Yeah. There is no reason, for example, to maintain the exemption and VAT on certain goods. That is a nonsense. That's the first thing. Secondly, of course, there are other sources of finance. Um, may I say, Sean, you and I are old, or certainly the family is old enough <laughs> to remember. Remember in the 60s, whenever we entered water, this was, yeah. all, this was all hysterical. We must be yeah. really weird people to suggest we can make money from water. Yeah. Now, you know... There are figures banded about as to how much water actually sold properly in the market would be worth. Uh, as much as £4 billion, as yeah. we mentioned, as a potential tax to a Exchequer. 
Uh, I think that's an exaggeration. But the interesting thing is that because of blessed Margaret Thatcher, we now have a real picture. Since the water industry was privatised, yeah. Seven Trent now have to produce annual accounts. Yeah. And the last annual account of Seven Trent showed a revenue earned turnover of one and a half billion pounds. Yeah. So hang on a second. Now that I. That's an all from Wales, in fairness. No. Some bits some, some from, from reservoirs. It's a in big England. chunk of post there, isn't it? But in fact, they, they made £950 million in profit. So, you know, at, at the bottom end, water's worth a billion. Yeah. At the bottom end. Then we start talking about electricity. We start talking about new forms of taxation. On, I, I've always been one for, for tourist tax. Yeah. I've been very privileged. I've been able to travel. I've yeah. been very privileged in, in, my, in my work and life. And you pick up the bill in the morning, and there's a five euro or a four dollar tourist yeah. tax. Peanuts, less than the price of a coffee in this wonderful establishment, oddly yeah. enough. Um, yeah. no, nobody bats an island. No, and but probably people paid it without even noticing. Well, well, they don't. You're on holiday. It's yeah. it, You don't notice. Yeah. And, and yet this idea that hands go screaming in the air will kill the tourist industry yeah. is that the nonsense. Well, I think that part of that is, 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 there's an obvious cringe that people are surprised that anyone wants to come to us on holiday, isn't it? <laughs> and almost we should pay, be paying people to come here. And so why you, you don't push your luck and, and charge too much because they feel basically it's not a good place to come. Well, I, I think this, this is the mentality of, 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 yeah. of, of some, sadly of some of our compatriots in this country. Yes. But no, Wales is a, is a nice place to come on holidays. It's a gorgeous, lovely, God, God made a lovely place when he made this place. <laughs> make it. Um, but what I'm saying is that this idea that some, some kind of tourist tax will yeah. destroy the tourist industry is at the nonsense. But can I come back to your question? Um, I'm a great believer in what economies call multipliers. Right. So that is to say how, how quickly and how far money multiplies through the economy. Now, at this moment in time, the multipliers are tiny. Yeah. When I drove down the, the, this evening, I went past Trostred Park, the, the so-called yeah. retail park. There wasn't one Welsh business there. Not yeah. one. Tesco, St. Olives, they're all there. Yeah. All paying their VAT in England, by the way, yeah. of course. We can build an economy, but we build it from within. There is no reason why we can't make things we made before again. There is no reason. I mean, why, why does a tourist industry sell Worthington beer? For, you know, we've got 47 <laughs> individual breweries. Yeah. So we, I, I take the view that once we have the policy to start building from within, as they have done in Ireland, yeah. as they have done in other countries in Europe, we'll be in the same state as Wales, yeah. we build our economy by building local businesses. So would you change the, the, the emphasis from getting companies into you and the Austin Martins and stuff like that, and giving that, that cash into local businesses or cut tax, taxes for businesses here? Well, I, I certainly would change the tax system for businesses which are registered in Wales. It'd be required to register and pay tax in Wales, of course. I'm glad you mentioned Aston Martin. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't scripted. Uh, yeah. Aston Martin is a brilliant example of a very failed and discredited policy. Aston Martin last year reported a profit, I think it was £480 million, uh, and the following week after announcing its annual accounts went to the stock exchange for what's called a, a, a public offering, that is selling shares yeah. to the public. And they raised a measly £4 billion pounds sterling. So, and yet the Welsh government has thrown £20 million at this company yeah, to yeah. come down. The company's broke, it was broke, it's when yeah. it went to market. No, and, and by the way, Austin Martin, incidentally, is a good example of the multiplier, my multiplier idea. All those parts will come down the M4. The tyres, the points, the plugs, the steel will come down the M4. They'll go back on a tract on a lorry and they'll go back up the M4. Yes, there will be employment, though you wouldn't have found many at the end of the day and what kind of employment. Yeah. Those days have gone. We can build from within. If you actually start counting the number of people in employment in proper, 
local business in Wales. It is very substantial compared to those in external employment, uh, external ownership. The problem is that this idea that we must have the Tesco's and we must, mm. have the, must have the Aston Martins, that is a failed policy and we've got to address that. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the other issue which raised up, you, you very goodly uh, talked at a conference, yes, Cymru Aberystwyth organised at the National Library back in June, I think it was, and a speaker there talked about the land value tax, which yeah. is basically shifting tax, uh, not completely, but away from labour, from work, uh, which is income tax, and onto uh, property. So people, if, if, if you buy a big house, you pay more money than if you buy a small house. Uh, but what you don't want to do is, is penalise people for working, essentially. How, how do you think something like that, like that could work in an independent uh, land tax has become one of the fashionable debates in economics these days. A lot of it, by the way, is on, is on open land, land uh, that's not been developed. Uh, yeah. there, there is talk about replacing business rates with a land tax. I, I I'm not sure about this. Um, there is a debate about the, it, it, the, philo- the philosophy of this is difficult. Someone who lives in a big, nice, large house in a nice big garden doesn't pay business rates because he or she is retired. Maybe that's you know, okay. Yeah. But there is another argument that says that this is a property that's worth a lot of money and really should be contributing and so on and so forth. But land tax ultimately is about development, about vacant land. Um, yeah. There is this Tesco, for example, is very good at buying up spare yeah, land, land banks, development, it? Yeah. essentially banking land, yes. um, but there would be a tax paid. But it should go further. I've said this also. There should be taxes on empty property. Yeah. One of the things I find depressing, uh, you walk through the centre of Swansea and you've got an awful lot of empty shops. Yeah. Indeed, I was shocked yesterday in Cardiff how many empty shops I saw. Yeah. These, to me, to my mind, we should form a land tax. Yeah. And you have a property centre card. If you're sitting on it, it's taking dust, it's dirty, it's grotty, yeah. it's spoiling the city. You pay at least the equivalent of business rates, if not the equivalent of the rent, which can be substantial. Yeah. But this whole idea of taxing land is, is, an, is an idea which may well come to fruition. Yeah, because the argument is that p- essentially a company would keep a building or a piece of land empty, do nothing on it. Exactly. Wait for other people's labour and the local council to build more schools and hospitals and roads and stuff exactly. like that, and when the price has gone up 10, 20 exactly. times, they make a, a k- killing on, on yeah. selling the land. The, the problem is we're not quite sure what this might raise in Wales, but again, we're not talking peanuts. We're talking a billion or two pounds. Once you start adding up this, and the figures I gave to you earlier on, Sean, you know, this massive debt that we're allegedly in is not the massive debt at all that the propaganda machine yeah. likes to throw out. Well, the question is, if the UK is such a good idea, how are we in this mess today, isn't it? After 100, well, years. Well, uh, <laughs> there are a million answers to this, aren't there? <laughs> um, I, I, I just, I mean, I'm a bit of a cynic when it comes to this. I, I'm, I'm very cruel when I see things like, like charities. I'm not, I'm not a cruel person. But I mutter under my breath, yes, but we've got an independent nuclear deterrent. Exactly. And I think, I mean, tw- we've spent £24 billion pounds sterling on an independent nuclear And by the way, people say to me, I say, look, I, you know, the person I love to quote perversely is Enoch Powell. Yeah. No, Enoch, no lefty he. <laughs> no. No, no, no member of the com- secret <laughs> communist was Enoch Powell, far from it. He was in not in favour of an independent nuclear deterrent because he asked constantly through his whole parliament, parliamentary life, wonder what conditions would you use these weapons? And he said, never. Yeah. There is simply no point. In, and indeed, in today's world, dare I say it, the problems we face are not resolved no. by having nuclear weapons. We've just spent, I say we, this is our glorious government, of course, of all colours. We've just spent £6 billion sterling on two aircraft carriers 
I haven't got any aircraft. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, you couldn't make it up. And, and six billion is basically about half what the Assembly's budget is a year. Absolutely. Less. You, so, you, so, could, you couldn't so make this up. But, but ultimately, the UK is skewed to the southeast. That's the yeah. biggest problem. Uh, it's skewed to the, to the southeast. That, that uh, is the biggest problem. And it's never been a CEO. If we could, in, in UK terms, I think for, for a second, there's never been a sensible economic development policy. Never mm-hmm. been a sensible economic of any kind. No. And certainly not in Wales. No, and I think the, the argument that this, the UK would develop in that, I don't think it will never happen. Uh, there was a chance after the Second World War when, ironically, the UK and the US imposed a very good economic and governance system on Germany. Yes. So I was yeah. wrong. They had strong federalism, lack of uh, st- uh, centralised uh, media, uh, PR, so they wouldn't get one big party, a ban on referendums. That's a good uh, idea. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now Germany... Is, has reaped the, the benefit yeah. of that over 50, 60 years. And obviously we see us, our friends in Ireland, whose economy is about six, growth of 6%. Uh, they don't have any we- nuclear weapons. They spend something like 09 on defence a year. Well, yeah, I actually quite interesting as I thought, this figure that's been built into the governance centre's uh, uh, figures is actually about 5% of Wales' tax take, which is more than spent by America. That's about <laughs> the nonsense. Yeah. But no, this, this is right. We... we what is interesting about Ireland, about Germany, and indeed other parts of the world, is I'm, I'm not a great planner. I think plans, well, they say God laughs when man, when, man, when man makes a plan. But there is an issue that has never, never, ever, ever been here in Wales a properly objectified, laid out plan to develop the Welsh economy. Yeah. And, and if and if independence is about anything, it's not about economics. Ultimately, independence is about culture and language and a way of life and being a part of the world. Mm. It's not just about the economics. Mm. But economics is is important part of it, and we need to think that through when the day, be, before the day comes. Yeah, independence gives Wales the power to make interdependence work for it. Absolutely, and it would force all our governments, all our parties, to actually think about getting jobs to people. It's like Clenetley, first of all, not thinking about uh, the votes down in Absolutely. London or in Surrey. Uh, Dr. John Ball, thanks for making the time for us. Thanks for driving all the way down to Burryport uh, to speak to us this evening here on Radio Yes Cymru. We've got about forty-five minutes left of the program. Thanks for coming over, Dr. Bowdicke. <laughs> Yes, Cumbie Radio. <laughs>